Welcome to Dad's Sense, a podcast for folks looking to grow their financial future. This podcast is hosted by Jason Fuchs, a dad, a husband, and managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. Jason's goal is to help you grow your financial future the right way. Now your host, Jason Fuchs. Greetings, everyone. If you're new here, I'm Jason Fuchs, married to Amber, father to a two-year-old girl, Jewel. I'm also the managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. And at Sage Path, we're here to help you grow your financial future the right way. I am thrilled to be here today. To all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining me. You could be doing anything right now. You could be listening to anything right now. You chose to be here with me, and I appreciate all of you. Hey, Amber. Hey, Jason. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. You're a small business owner, right? Yeah, that I am. I have my small business, YOLO Luxury Consignment. We offer authentic, pre-loved, coveted brands at really great prices. Mm -hmm. And you can check everything out on www.yololuxuryconsignment.com. Fantastic. small business. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. You know, small business, it drives the U.S. economy. According to the U.S. Small Business Administration, Amber, small businesses account for 44% of the U.S. economic activity and create about two-thirds of the net new jobs in our country. That's amazing. It's incredible, right? Yeah. So why then, as such a key component of our national economy, are small businesses underserved by financial professionals? Well, maybe because financial... Well, maybe small businesses don't know they have resources like you. Could be. <laughs> I think a, a big part of the problem is small business owners have a hard time parting ways with profits. Mm. They feel like they need to reinvest into the business constantly. Well, yeah. So that, either they're not investing definitely. that money or they're not taking it for themselves as profit. Right. Well, I want to help small business owners make better financial decisions as we approach the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. I want to help small business owners make better financial decisions, period. Collectively, we're getting ready to close a year unlike any of us have experienced. The pandemic and subsequent CARES Act, and more specifically, the Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, impacted many businesses in 2020. In today's episode, I will outline seven important tax tips for business owners as we approach the end of the calendar year. So that's the financial topic of today's episode, year-end tax savings for business owners. And hey, If you're not interested in that topic, don't leave yet. Do you love cookies? Cookies! I love cookies. That was mainly for everybody listening. We we know you love cookies, Amber. I think the world knows you love cookies. I have to jump in anytime. (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. So ladies and gentlemen, have you ever heard of kitchen sink cookies? They're basically a cookie with everything but the kitchen sink stuffed inside. And that's the recipe I'm featuring in today's episode. Kitchen sink cookies. Don't let the name fool you. These cookies are amazing. Delicious. Delicious. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear from you. What are you thinking about today? What's on your mind? What are you most excited about? How are you feeling? The email address is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. And my phone number is 904-366-9388. All of that info is in the description of the podcast. And Amber, I want to know what you're most excited about these days. Well, I think uh, these days, you know, again, like coming off of COVID, I know we talk about COVID a lot, but it's been like a wild year and 
this year we've really been trying to make every single holiday and, and moment that we can as special as possible for Jewel. Yeah. And, you know, we're in between holidays right now and thinking about that. I think what I'm the most excited about is just seeing how excited Jewel gets um, when, <laughs> when we, when we really try to pump her up and make special moments for her um, and, and seeing her development and continued development is what I'm, the most excited about right yeah, now. And, and we don't get fancy with these events. So it's not like we're creating these miraculous events. I mean, right. it's as simple as covering one of our trees with a ton of Christmas lights mm -hmm. and turning it on. And she goes <laughs> crazy for it. Right. And it's so much fun to see the enthusiasm she has. It is. Uh, and we, I think we recognize that, hey, Jewel is only two years old, but we're, we're trying to create kind of, I guess, a process, if you will, mm -hmm. of showing her the importance of having fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, this world right now, we don't have to get into it. It's been too crazy. And I think a lot of us out there, especially business owners like you and I, mm -hmm. we're so busy trying to grow these businesses that we sometimes forget to have fun. Right. And well, and, and I love that we're trying to focus on making the moments special mm -hmm. and really that's what it's all about um and like you said we're building a foundation for the future because right now you know she's developing she's probably not going to remember some of these moments from mm -hmm. when she's two years old but we're building tr tradition and then an understanding and that foundation for the future yeah and that's the key is living in the moment so i found what's helpful for me is going into these moments with no expectations and kind of letting them develop. Because if you think about it, when we're running our businesses day to day, we have expectations. <laughs> I mean, there are things that need to be get, get done. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's so much fun being able to say, oh, hey, we're with Jewel. I'm with family. No expectations. Let's just see how this moment develops. Mm -hmm. And we're not planning on what we're going to be doing next. We're busy in that moment, enjoying it with each other. Right. Absolutely. And it's been a ton of fun. It has been a ton of fun. I think it's interesting, too, where Jewel is in, in her development. Um, you know, something that we've really uncovered, especially over the past few months, is her emotions are developing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we really do have to hang on to those moments, mm -hmm. um, those moments of joy, because they can transition to, you know, different emotions quite quickly with her and her emotional development. And uh, that's something that we're learning about and working through and really trying to help her with as mm -hmm. well. And we're trying to get her to help us with things, right? Mm -hmm. Like baking cookies. Right. Which is difficult to do with a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they use the term terrible twos. And I hate using that term because it's not, I don't think terrible is a good explanation of it. I would say complicated. <laughs> complicated. Or I would say for, you know, our experience, emotional. Emotional Emotional twos. roller coaster we'll, twos. We'll call it the emotional roller coaster twos. But I do love alliteration, though. But, it, but it, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> we'll have to come up with something clever for it. Rebrand yeah. it, if you will. Okay. Copyright pending, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, but what's really fun is 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 watching her help us with things, you know. Oh, man. She I, loves to help. It, yeah, she loves to help. And I... I love trying to teach her what the kitchen is all about because mm -hmm. I do the cooking in the family. I do the baking and stuff. So I'm kind of trying to instill that in her. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't always go to court according <laughs> to plan. You know, typically the first three minutes is her touching everything uh, ingredients wise. <laughs> and then I 
finish everything. Right. Um, <laughs> but she's there at the end to eat them. So <laughs> right. I guess that counts, right? Beginning and end, sure. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's a great time to transition into uh, the recipe of today's episode. Oh, yeah. Kitchen sink cookies. Mm-hmm. Right? No plumbers involved, just cookies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's the recipe I'm featuring in today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it now. I obtained this recipe through a book I purchased for my wife. It's called Sally's Cookie Edition. Excuse me, Addiction. 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 (laughs) Written by Sally McKenney. These cookies, they basically have everything but the kitchen sink. We're talking crushed potato chips, M&Ms, oats, butterscotch, nuts, all kinds of stuff. They're so chewy with lots of delicious chunks and absolutely no apologies. Perfect for when you want to hit all your cravings at once. A lot of delicious ingredients, but no complications when baking these. Be prepared to exercise some patience when mixing all of this together, ladies and gentlemen. But you can do it. I have faith in you. (laughs) And it's worth it. It's worth it. They're (laughs) amazing. Oh, yeah. Now, tell everybody what's the story behind that book. The book is one of the best gifts I've ever received. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a gift from last Christmas. You gave me this, this cookbook. Which was ironic since you do the cooking in the house. <laughs> yeah, I gave you the cookbook. But yeah, it, it came with the promise of uh, cookies on demand whenever requested. Absolutely. Oh, yep. And I've been taking advantage of it. I especially take advantage of it in the fall season. Yeah, not luckily so it's more seasonal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. But it's cookie season now. <laughs> I'm not baking cookies oh, throughout the yeah. year. Yeah. So we actually opened up, <laughs> let's just call it cookie season. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we got to be honest. Yep. We actually opened up cookie season with these kitchen sink cookies. Yes. And you love them. Oh, they're so good. And my parents got to, my family, when they came down, they got to have some as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great recipe. Check it out, folks. My mouth is watering. I'm sure <laughs> yours is. So press pause, run to the kitchen, the refrigerator, mm-hmm. grab a snack. <laughs> We're going to get into the financial topic of today's episode, year-end tax savings for business owners. So let's jump into that now. This is based on a white paper I published. So if you'd rather read about it, call me, email me. I'd be happy to get a copy to you, whatever you need. I stated this earlier, and I'm going to state it again. Small businesses are underserved by the financial services industry. Many financial professionals, they focus their business development efforts on wealthy individuals and families. And this makes sense because a financial advisor's business are largely compensated by a fee that's based on the percentage of assets in their care. In this model, and with fees being equal, a person with $1 million in investable assets generates 10 times the amount of revenue as a person with $100,000 in investable assets. What do you think, Amber? Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, while there are many exceptions, small business owners often do not generate the income that a corporate executive might generate. Additionally, they might have greater needs than someone who generates predictable income, potentially complicating their financial lives. I said this earlier, uh, small business owners, they're the backbone of the U.S. economy. Mm -hmm. I'm a small business owner. Amber, you're a small business owner. Yep. Although their financial needs might be greater and their investable assets may not live up to high net worth status, small business owners need attention They need professional advice of the financial community. And here at SagePath, about half of our clients are business owners. So if you are a small business owner and you're listening right now, 
If you need financial guidance, please reach out to me. I'd be happy to help. All of my contact info is in the description of the, the podcast. And with that being said, let's get into the year-end tax savings for business owners. Yes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to provide all of our listeners with seven tips to reduce their tax burden. That sound okay to you, Amber? Always. Ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> number one, tip number one, set up or contribute to a retirement savings plan. First, make sure you've maxed out your contribution to your personal IRA, Roth, traditional. In addition to the IRA, small business owners have several options to implement employer-sponsored retirement accounts. You and the company's contribution limit will vary whether you implement a SEP IRA, simple IRA, or 401k. I can name all kinds of acronyms here. We're not covering that in today's episode. But ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions about how those work, especially if you have questions about how those work regarding your particular situation as a business owner, reach out to me. I'd be happy to run through it with you. Now, the contributions you make for yourself and for your employees are tax deductible. Keep in mind that setting up the retirement plan must be done by the end of the calendar year. But contributions can be made up to the date your business taxes are due. You follow me, Amber? Yep. So up through April 1st. Somewhere along those lines. April 15th, maybe 2021? Maybe. <laughs> Somewhere around we'll see. there. Tip number two, take deductions for equipment. If you have a surplus at the end of the year, an option for minimizing your tax requirement is to purchase equipment for the business. The federal government makes available a tax deduction of just more than $1 million for small businesses. Make sure to ask your advisor or your CPA about any equipment depreciation before the end of the calendar year. You can reach out to me for help as well. You ready for tip three? Ready. All right, here we go. Tip number three. How will your PPP loan be taxed? Many small business owners receive the Paycheck Protection Program loan, PPP loan, mm -hmm. as part of the CARES Act. If used for appropriate expenses, these PPP loans, they can be forgiven without being taxed. However, some payroll servicing and other expenses may not be classified as non-taxable. Make sure to consult your advisor, your accountant, to fully understand what portion of the PPP loan will fall under your taxable income. And again, reach out to me for help. I'd be happy to make myself available to you. And Amber, that leads us to tip number four. Four. <laughs> I feel like you've got like the number, you're holding it up in the air as you say that. <laughs> tip number four, take advantage of 2020 losses. We are approaching the end of a year unlike any other. Many small businesses suffered financially due to a stay-at-home order, which closed their business temporarily or permanently. The CARES Act has given small business owners the legal right to claim losses from past years in 2020. Claiming these losses will minimize your tax burden, and it might provide a tax return right when you need it the most. There are tax complexities in the CARES Act. Talk with your CPA. Reach out to me. We'd be happy to help. Here we are with tip number five. Five. Defer your business <laughs> expenses. Depending on the outcome of 2020, you may want to push some business expenses to 2021. If your business suffered in 2020 and you expect your income to increase in 2021, you might want to defer some of this year's expenses. 
If your 2020 tax burden will be minimal due to losses this calendar year, you can push certain expenses to 2021 in an effort to offset the predicted increase in income next year. Sounds good. All right. Tip number six, consider the structure of your business. Owners who operate their business as sole proprietorships, they essentially pay taxes on their business income out of pocket instead of the business paying taxes. This is considered a pass-through and it's subject to a 20% tax deduction. A more tax-advantaged business structure may include a C-corp or an S-corp. Now, while you no longer receive the tax deduction, depending on your income, this might be your best option. As always, talk to your CPA for specific details and I am here. So if you need the help, reach out to me. I'd be happy to make myself available. Now we're here, tip number seven. The last tip of today's episode. All right. Drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) If you have taxable income at the end of the calendar year, you might consider making a charitable contribution to minimize your tax obligation. Giving to charity is socially responsible. It makes us feel good. It helps people. And it has the potential to strengthen the bond with your employees. It also creates a tax deduction equal to the value of the contribution. All right. Let's close out today's episode, Amber. You ready? Ready. All right. Understanding your options creates greater success. Most small business owners measure their success by the amount of money they keep in the business or personally. Leveraging the suggestions in this podcast will help you legally claim less income and therefore pay fewer taxes. That's what we all like, right? Paying fewer taxes. Now, as stated many times throughout the episode, you should consult with your advisor or your CPA for all the details. If you are having trouble, if you're struggling with this, if you'd like help, reach out to me. I would be happy to make myself available to you. The email is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com and the phone number is 904-366-9388. Amber, anything to add? No, I'm feeling good. Great. Me too. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. We'll see you again, right? I hope so. All right. To all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for sticking around. I appreciate all of you. Make it a great day and we'll see you in two weeks for a new episode of Dad Sense. Sage Path Financial Advisors is located at 512 Rosebud Lane, Neptune Beach, Florida, 32266. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation member FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of FSC. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation member FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of FSC. This episode is sponsored by Dunham and Associates Investment Council, Inc., prepared by Broadridge Investor Communication Solutions, Inc., copyright 2020. Broadridge Investor Communication Services Solutions, Inc. does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Information presented here is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. To the extent that this material concerns tax matters, it is not intended or written to be used and cannot be used by a taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding penalties that may be imposed by law. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. These materials are provided for general information and educational purposes only, based upon publicly available information from sources believed to be reliable. 
We cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. Information in these materials may change at any time without notice. 